Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yan. So, um, where should I even start? So, something tremendously good just happened to me, and that just changed the whole、um, story of what happened today. So, I was gonna start with a sad beginning because I was feeling quite bad today, and I that's why I got. Um, a little bit to drink, and、um, I was gonna warn you that I'm gonna rant a little bit, but now things just turned around just right now. So,、um, so that's that, and <laughs> I can't stop laughing. This is absurd. All right, the point is,、um, yes, I do want to start this episode with a little bit of personal stuff, and but I do want to talk also about things that are of universal concern. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. All right,、um, and the topic that is of universal concern is、um, the concept of choice. It's really important, so please bear with me while I go through my personal history、um, of today only, <laughs> and then we'll go into the topic. All right, so for the personal stuff, it just goes like this. Basically, I was having a bad day internally and externally. Internally,、um, it's easier to understand. I was thinking about how awful my job is、um, during my work time and after my work time, and on my way back home, and all that thinking, of course, is quite draining and it's just not good for you. But it still happens from time to time, and、uh, I don't know even. I don't even know how to stop this kind of thinking, so I am just quite unhappy, and it might happen again tomorrow. So that's that. And then what happened was、um, that I was getting externally. This is what happened. I was getting a subway sandwich, and then this lady in front of me in line.、Uh, Wanted extra onions, so I thought, "Hey, that's a good idea. I'm gonna have extra onions as well." So I asked for extra onions, and then、um, the lady who took my order just lectured me. She was like, "Look,、um, you're not gonna. We don't normally give people extra onions." So then I said, "But that the person in front of me just got extra onions. How come I don't get to have extra onions?" And it was just like a child talking to a parent,、uh, explaining why I could get. The extra onions. <laughs> so, okay, it sounds really stupid right now. So then I was just quite upset. And then the lady was like, "Look, I'm not gonna not give you the extra onions. I'm just saying that this is not within our company's policy." And I thought, "Look, you didn't have to say that extra two lines. You could just give me the extra onions, or just make a sign、um, that says 'No extra onions.' Okay." <laughs> In any case, I don't even know if I actually got the extra onions, but I just feel quite、um, a little bit annoyed by what she was doing. And then she even sort of partially threw my sandwich on the plate, so that was what made me、um, externally unhappy. And then another thing that was externally unhappy—I don't even know if this is a phrase—was I was writing a blog post, all right? And then suddenly it felt like my screen was freezing, so、um, I thought I would copy the whole thing and then pay, just paste it afterwards. However,、um, I was miscalculated, or I miscalculated. Basically, what I use at home is an iMac. 
sorry, a Mac Mini, and therefore the Control C keys are not the same as the Control C keys in a Windows、um, laptop. And therefore, I did not actually copy my whole blog post. I used the wrong shortcut for copying, and therefore、uh, it just got lost. So it rarely happens to me. I don't even know how how bad it actually feels until today. So that's that. And it wasn't actually、uh, a pretty good blog post, in my opinion. So that's these are two external bad things that happened to me. So I got a little bit tipsy. I just went to a bar, and then.、Um, I guess we have to start talking about things that are of universal concern. <laughs> so the concept is the paradox of choice, and it's a concept、uh, invented or discovered by the American psychologist Barry Schwartz, and his book was first published in two thousand and four. Now I'm not sure if it's、um, really popular in daily parlance,、uh, but it does. I guess、um, appear in my mind quite often, probably once every two or three days. Whenever I am、um, eating out, and I will just stare at the menu for a good five minutes before I can decide what to eat.、Um, and of course, when I eat out with a friend, the two of us, or the three of us, or <laughs> okay, I don't have that many friends, but. <laughs> The two of us, most of most of the time, would stare at the menu and discuss what to eat for a good five to ten minutes. And、uh, you know, I I am often the one who doesn't really mind、uh, what we're getting, but the friend she would、um, take a long time thinking about it, and then and you cannot stop her, right? You would just. You would just try to change the topic, or just try to talk about, just try to talk about something else while she's doing that. But still, all this time, I would、uh, think about the paradox of choice. I would think, look, this is just very inefficient, and it's not even about efficiency. I guess it's about the、um, very the the actual lack of real difference between these choices, and how it's really a waste of time because we could really just talk about. And everything, anything else, and、um, and yet this this presentation of、um, of choices or、uh, superficial choices just distracts us. And this、uh, phenomenon is not just in ordering things, of course, but it's only recently that I thought about it more carefully for bigger things in life. So, as you know, if you Follow my podcast. You will know that I was living in a tiny town、uh, with a population of, I guess, ten thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand. Well, of okay, over that a hundred thousand, and、um, I guess it's not exactly tiny, but the infrastructure was pretty bad. There was no public transportation, and、um, just very.、Um, Lacking culturally, where there is absolutely no bookstores or、uh, any place that you want to visit on the weekends, so so that's why I call it a little town、uh, or a village even. And、uh, basically, in the village, I had a bicycle that was my only means of transportation, and I loved it. And、um, I brought the bicycle with me when I moved to to a city, and.、Um, I thought, look, even though I have all of these other choices of transportation,、uh, for transportation, I could still have the bicycle, right? I could try to maybe save a little bit for the、um, 
for transportation cost and uh, for distances less than I guess 15 minutes by bicycle I would just do it um, with a bike but after some experimentation I found out that it's not actually easier to to get around uh, via a bicycle because the cycling lanes are designated in the pedestrian side so it makes it quite tricky uh, because you got to slow down for the obstacles in front of you namely the pedestrians Um, and if you do actually cycle in the bigger roads um, you are going to get rushed by all the cars and traffic so then I, I realized it's not ideal and I sold the bicycle and boy my life just improved tremendously after selling the bicycle because then I no longer had to think what uh how I'm gonna get out where I'm gonna you know if I'm gonna take take my bicycle with me or I'm just gonna take the bus and the planning for for getting out is just so much simpler and I'm just so glad I got rid of the bike. So that's a good example uh, where there is the paradox of choice and it is actually much better to have fewer choices because I wouldn't need to do that extra planning and I wouldn't uh, have to think too much. So, so, So that's my personal example of how I think the paradox of choice is in effect. Um... And then I, it got me thinking, all right, if uh, for a small thing, a relatively small thing like um, the means of transportation would make that much of a difference, how about the bigger things, right? And uh, for that, I, I thought about just my whole, my whole life. I thought I was pretty lucky. Um, I was born into a, a, a good family. We're not exactly well off, but we do have a lot of choices and... Um, and yet, why is it that I'm still feeling quite lacking and sometimes miserable? And of course, there are other reasons. Maybe there are personality-related reasons. But I thought maybe the seemingly um, abundance, the seemingly, yes, availability of choices um, is one reason where... Because we have the resources, because we have the knowledge of how to do different things, how to get um, different kinds of job, um, perhaps that's precisely why I am not exactly happy. Because I know how to, I know that if I want to become A or B and C or C, I could do this and that or that, right? Um, And then it just all seems like they are available to me and I just have to decide what is the path I want to go um so for instance all right it's a very very basic choice that most people have to make in their lives namely if I want to start my own family or to be more precise if I'm going to have children in the future and uh I know that for some people uh it's not even a choice um because they just don't have enough money to raise their kids or they don't they just don't have a big house or they don't have just don't have any resource for that or at least they believe so right they maybe they they could possibly uh come up with a good plan but they believe that they don't have enough resource so they just give up on on having children or not even just that it's not a one 
one minute decision. Maybe they've oriented、um, and prepped their whole life for a life without children because they thought it's not. Financially wise or feasible to do that, so for these people, they don't have that、um, thought process. They don't have to go through the decision making tree.、Uh, for them, they've already eliminated a big, big choice、um, they could have. Right now, as for me, of course, I am of the opinion that. I don't want children, but but for me,、uh, this is mostly a personal、uh, choice. It's not exactly because I、um, I have no way to raise a child if I if I want to.、Um, so for me, this is I'm not limited by by the resource. I'm not limited by、um, by just the physical things you would need for your children. It's really also It's just my preference so far,、um, but then because it's a preference issue, not a limitation issue, it becomes quite、um, difficult. Or the situation could change quite easily. Let's say, should I actually find someone who、um, wants to start a family with me? Then I might have to reorient、uh, my whole life to、uh, accommodate. The life of a family, right? Or else I'm going to get into big trouble. Where I'm going to be upset by my children. I'm going to be upset by the diff- the changes that happen when you do have a, a newborn and all that. So, so you can see where I'm 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 trying to to go to, which is that having these choices that are、uh, going to be made from your preference and not from your limitation is not necessarily a good thing because.、Um, The only thing that's stopping you from getting the thing is what you feel, how you feel about it, and what you think about it. And、uh, there's no hard boundaries of where、um, you could go. And so that's kind of that's kind of a problem. And of course,、mm, some might say this is a luxury problem. It's not exactly a, a problem, to, so to speak.、Um, and they would rather. Be in that position, then、uh, feeling that they are actually limited by their resources. I could agree, but I wouldn't know.、Um, but I'm just saying that for me, when it comes down to a decision based completely on your preference and has nothing to do with、um, the hard limitations, sometimes it could be a little bit daunting to to be facing all the potential. Things out there that you could be doing, and、um, I think the psychologist is right. It could make you、um, much more miserable、uh, than if you were limited by hard facts, right? Because you would think I could have preferred the other thing, I could have、um, thought about the other possibility, and I and only I am the person who made that decision. And it's not God. It's not some external factors. It's just me. So if anything goes wrong, I could only blame myself for having bad taste, right? So that's kind of the dilemma, and it's the paradox.、Um, so more choices,、um, it's not gonna make you happier, and it's gonna make you doubt yourself a lot more. And even if you made the choice and it's going alright,、um, you might even wonder. If you could have made the other one, and it would have been better if you made the other one. So all of this、uh, self-doubt and just questioning, I don't think it's exactly healthy. I think it's good to have in your mind that there are other、uh, potential, but 
it's just um, it's just not exactly healthy when this is happening all the time, and especially for the big thing, um, and there is a high risk of just regretting it. Um, it's not regret based on actual scientific knowledge of what you missed. It's really regret based on the speculation of what you could have had, and so that's that's the thing that's um, that's bugging me really. Because um, if you went to a restaurant and you didn't order uh, a said uh, meal, then fine, you go to the restaurant again and get the other thing. But <laughs> with Choices like which universities you go to, which major to choose, whether or not to have kids, which partner to choose, all of these become quite um, like the 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 trade off of not choosing one seems to be um, quite big, and it's just very very um, upsetting when you don't know what exactly would be the best choice. And I think most of the time the choices are not. You know, one choice versus another. It's not exactly, um, let's say, scientifically speaking, better. It's really due to preference. So in that case, um, how you feel about it depends entirely on yourself, right? It's not something you can logically write write out and list the pros and cons. And even if you do, you could be wrong, and it could just be based on you're just maybe justifying your uh, secret desires already, right? So that's what I was thinking, and after the bicycle thing, I was thinking if I should really um, do the same for my uh, for the other aspects in my life. Should I limit my, um, let's say, ability? Should I? Okay, another example to be more to be more specific is learning languages. So this has always been my thing where um, when I was young, I wanted to do to learn Japanese and I did learn a little bit, but not consistently, not for two or three years um, consistently. It's just that uh, I went to a summer school for a while and then I studied a little bit by myself and then I watched a bunch of movies and dramas and all that. And so I'm okay with Japanese. And then the same thing happened with French, and then the same thing happened with German. And now, now all of the sudden, all of these languages, I have some basic understanding of them. I, I, I mean, to various degrees, but I do have a basic understanding of them. And yet, uh, I'm not fluent at any of them. And 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 yet, because I've had the foundation, um, I feel like potentially I could build up all of these languages very quickly and and it's I swear it's not just me I mean if you if you go uh, on a trip and you meet new young people like yourself and there's a high chance that this language thing will come up because first of all you might be uh, from different countries and so you're going to talk about the language of your country and then you're going to start talking about oh how oh I also know this this uh, language and Anyway, it's just a common topic that people talk about. And so the anxiety is there. It's not just for you. A lot of people who are relatively young, they um, have this thing where they um, they got some good education and then they they uh, m- they will know two or three languages, not just English, right? And, and so and so that's kind of th- that's the thing. Do we really need to know so many languages in order to feel satisfied? And I don't think so because um yes you would 
open your doors to to open the doors to different literature to different cultures uh, that's what the language schools will tell you but at the same time you only have limited amount of time and once you open up these languages or oh sorry open up the doors it becomes a real um thing you have to face because now if you actually are fluent in two or three languages you got the choice to really think about moving to another country to live and so that's a whole big door that you didn't think about when you uh, start learning the language some people just learn the language because they've decided they want to go to this country but others maybe like me it was a casual thing and then you never knew it would uh, if it would become serious and once it starts, build, you know, once time passes and you naturally build, you know, continue to learn your language, um, it becomes a serious thing you could consider. And, and so then one day before you even could process it all, it becomes apparent that um, you actually have the choice. You know, if you choose, if you do want to try things out, you could do it. And for me, I guess it's my personality, the prospect of having so many choices just it's just a little bit daunting, and um, it could it could be a good thing, but still, I mean, objectively, it's a good thing, I suppose. But internally, you feel a little bit lost. That's what I'm feeling um, right now, and so plus, it could be. Um, Sometimes it's good to not know the language because once you know, um, you just you can hear how. People are just talking about the stupidest things all the time. And before you know the language, you wouldn't know, right? So you would imagine that you're having a really good and deep conversation. Um, but once you know the language, you can't help but to, to hear what they're saying. And it's it's really difficult to un- unhear and difficult to unknown the language. I mean, I think it's virtually impossible. And so that's the trouble. And everything becomes so transparent to you. And uh, you get so distracted. You just just so many inputs in your life. And um, so there's that. Right? So there's that's that's an area of life that I am also just... Because it's not like a bicycle. I can just sell my bicycle. I already learned a little bit of French. And uh, and then, you know, I... <laughs> I was bored and I started to download French radio station apps on my my phone and then you just start listening to them and it's horrific really that when you can actually understand 70% of the radio so that's all good huh and <laughs> you cannot just unlearn a language like you could with selling a bike so that's a thing um okay please don't close this episode yet I know I sound not this is not something that people think about it's not probably the right way to think about things but this is just how I feel I feel overwhelmed by the seemingly um, available choices for me and of course I'm saying seemingly because um, they aren't gonna be real choices unless I act on them I suppose that's a thing but that's the point I'm making because they are they're just there and they seem so close to you it seems like you just have to make a decision but then I'm paralyzed already and I cannot make a decision of whether or not to let's say um, learn even more French and move to France or something or whether or not I should um, just start even a new a new language and, and consider some other choices so that's a real problem and I don't know what to do about it it's just it has to do with the paradox of choice but now I am going to talk a little bit about something else, which is the paradox of 
the paradox of choice. <laughs> Now this is completely made up and by me, and there's no psychologist talking about that. But、um, the other day, I was thinking about. Um, the qualities that one would look for in a partner, and how people have all of these—they may have all of these ridiculous,、uh, ridiculous lists of what they look、uh, for in a partner. But then they end up, let's say, giving up a bunch of items once they actually met the person. And、um, and the question is, why do people make that list in the first place when they? Could just look around and see that probably not even one percent of the population match、um, what's on the list, right? And so, if you're really you're reasonable enough, you would know that、um, you shouldn't just you should just give up on the list, and you could just go with your gut feelings to start with, and it's gonna make you happier, right?、Um, well, because it's just like saying that I want. An ice cream flavor that you know, ice cream that contains vanilla and blueberry and chocolate and matcha and all the things you can even like, you can possibly think of. But most of the time, you you know, when you walk into a convenience store, you're just gonna see a、uh, uh, ice cream of one flavor only, right? But people still say the <laughs> they still list things off、um, in the start. So that's my question, and.、Um, And I think I think this is the paradox of the paradox of choice, or rather the opposite of the paradox of choice, and which is this thing called、um, potential. And I was thinking about this as well. I used to think. I mean, I, I guess I still think. I think an ideal partner、uh, should be smart. Now the question is, what does it mean to really? Be smart, because after all, everyone still, no matter how smart you are, you're gonna have to live on the same Earth, right? And yes, maybe if you're extraordinary, you can be one of the first to go to Mars or something. But I'm just saying that if you're average smart, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But if you're average smart, as in you're probably gonna stay on this Earth、uh, for the rest of your life, and you just happen to, let's say. You know, maybe you could have a better education, and maybe you could、um, earn a little bit more. But that's about it. There's no like that's the limit. The limit or the difference may be seven houses versus two houses, or、um, you know, getting a good job versus an extraordinary job. But after all, or not working at all, right? But whatever it is, you're still gonna have to live this. Sort of make-believe life, or the life that the make-believe games are imitating, right? After all, it's 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 quite boring, right? No matter how smart you are,、um, or how smart your partner is,、uh, you still have to go through the eating, the showering, and all that、uh, human stuff. And so I was thinking then, all right, what's the point of finding a smart partner if if that's、um, something I could? Actually, objectively measure、um, what is the idea behind having a smart partner, and I think when when really it what probably wouldn't make a significant difference to your life. Well, and my answer is this: I think it has to do with the potential of developing crazy ideas, and I think. <coughs> So the the、uh, well intelligence certainly has to do with how you, how well you navigate life, I suppose. That's one aspect of it. But I think another aspect of it is that、um, you know the smarter people I've talked to, they are the ones who could potentially 
uh, go beyond the make-believe life pattern. So they would, you know, they're able to talk to you about ideas that are very abstract and they could have uh, interesting um, discussions with you. And that doesn't have to happen every day. It could just happen maybe once a month and that'll be enough. But I feel like... Um, that is the benefit where that's, yeah, that's the benefit of being with a smart person, not just as a partner, but as a, with a smart friend, let's say. That's the point where, um, yes, you know that you're not going to talk about interesting stuff every single second of your life, but um, the supposed um, intelligence is the thing that will give you a hope or sort of the potential where you th- you could, you could, like, if you want to, uh, you could trigger that, that button and you could start discussing things that are quite interesting that an average person might not be able to discuss with you. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, um, I'm one of the better ones. I'm just saying that a smart person then would be able to elevate me. I don't know. (laughs) So I'm just saying that, um, that's a thing, right? Most of the time, the, um, the potential is not going to be triggered. Most of the time, we're just going through life um, just very quickly and there's no time to really think or talk. But potentially, someone who's smarter would be able to uh, match me. I mean, they would be able to talk to me in a way that interests me and we could have a really uh, intriguing conversation. So that's what I, I, I was thinking of uh, when I thought about the paradox of choice. I think... Yes, there is the paradox of choice, but I think people, it feels nice to to know that the potential is out there. Just like me moving to the city, it's not like I'm going to have a nightlife every single night, but it's good to, to know that the p- potential is there. And so should I... Should I wish to um, to do that? I could go for a, a drink outside after dark, right? And so... Um, so that's the thing. I think the the paradox of choice is there, but the paradox the paradox exists only in so far as you are totally lost and you don't know what you want at all. So, going back to the bicycle, um, I I am still glad that I got rid of the bicycle, but. If I didn't get rid of the bicycle and now I think about the situation, what could happen is that I'm just going to keep it there and pretend it's not there most of the time. But should I want to go on a bicycle adventure, road trip sometime, I could do that. So the potential is still there. I I don't remember if he talks about this in his book, but um, I think I think maybe what we need is not fewer choices like uh just physically limiting ourselves i think what we need is to have a stronger mental strength and a stronger determination on finishing whatever you started off and um just um don't get distracted by just the mere potential of doing anything else. So let's say you're living in a city and you are preparing for some exam, then that's all good. You um, Just because you have the potential or the choices of doing something else, um, if you have a strong will, you know where you're going, then the choices are just there as a backup plan should you decide not to study today right I think I think that's the meaning of having choices and having a bigger capacity 
just like intelligence um i think most of the people um who are extremely smart they're not going to be using their full capacity every single day when they're doing grocery shopping or uh walking on the street they're not gonna be um using their mind to their full capacity every single second but the potential it's is there and you could it's probably nice to know that if you want to you could be triggering or um, delving into the very depths of your mind and to uh to find resources there um so it's probably still good to be smart than to be stupid and um i certainly wish i could be smarter so that i would know like a have a full range of things to think about i would maybe learn languages even faster and all that so i certainly think that having choice having choices in that regard is important but i i do agree that um you probably need to put some limit and uh if you don't have any self-control or if you don't know what you want like me it it could be good to actually uh limit your choices in in a hard physical way like i did with the bicycle but if you are someone who knows yourself um well enough and you know where you're going and where you want uh what you want to do then it wouldn't hurt to to keep the choices there um as things that are um i guess a backup plan or something so that's just my that's just my feeling and i think at this stage i'm still I'm not well trained enough to ignore the available things out there. So if I do see a menu, I would um, look at all the options available, and I I will consider whatever is um, is there. It's not like I could just decide and and ignore all the options. So for me, who has a weak mind, I do need to have hard limits. I need to get rid of the bicycle physically. I need to just focus on one thing in the life in my life and I so that I don't I don't get distracted. But I suppose for people who are I guess well adjusted and they know what they want, those people who are determined I think for them it probably is better to have more choices so that's just my that's just what I think could happen um if you are uh very very strong in character and you won't get persuaded too easily you won't get distracted by advertisement and uh you can you won't get influenced too easily then I think choices are probably so good I think so that's just what I was thinking about but uh, for me, I'm still trying to limit my choices because I have a weak mind. I tend to uh, take every option that is presented to me very seriously, and I I tend to um, get distracted quite quite easily for uh, by small things. So for me, yes, I have to go the traditional route of getting rid of things and just not get distracted. But still, I think choices they're not exactly bad and i think they just represent the potential and it feels good by itself right it's just even if you don't enact um and you don't pursue all the potentials i think it's still good to to know that they're there it's very comforting and life really really sucks when you are forced to live in a way forced to to live in this tiny village and it's like you act you actually cannot do anything um because these are just not available there so that's just my two cents on um the paradox of choice and um yeah so that's that uh 
it's a lovely afternoon there, and、um, I guess I think I'll record another episode very quickly because there are so many things going on in my mind, and I think I would like to、uh, try to. Develop the thoughts a little bit more and get them out of my system. So yeah, I think an episode is coming very soon, and、um, uh, that's it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.